You are Locked On Vols, your daily Tennessee Volunteers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Vols, your team every day. My name is Josh Ward. Thank you for being here today. This is going to be a busy show. Tennessee received good news from the NCAA on Tuesday. Good news continues to come in for Tennessee athletics. A lot of it's been on the football side. Good news on the basketball side as Uros Plavsic has been granted eligibility. So he is cleared to play. He can play tonight in Tennessee's game against Georgia. I'm going to talk about that coming up in the second segment of today's show. Segments two and three will be basketball. So I'm going to open up today's show with Tennessee football as the hype train. It it all goes into the positivity right now that continues to surround Tennessee athletics. But the hype train has, I think, taken off for Tennessee in 2020. The way too early top 25s are coming out, of course, the 19 season's over, so we have to start looking ahead to 2020. And Tennessee's name is popping up. I'm going to talk about that in segment one of today's show. In segment number two, the news of Uros Plavsic being able to play. Uh, One, just the positivity that that brings to UT. Also, how that can help Tennessee's basketball team, how that can help John Fulkerson. We'll get to that in segment number two. And then in segment three, I'll get you ready for Tennessee and Georgia tonight. It's a 7.05 tip-off down in Athens. It's an important game for Tennessee, so I'll get to that to close out today's show. It's going to be a fun one. Locked on Vols is available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thanks to everybody who has rated and reviewed the show and helped uh, spread the word to other Tennessee fans about the daily Tennessee podcast, Locked on Vols. So the way too early top 25s, they're fun. We have a full off season to talk about what's going to happen next. We'll get to July and August. We'll make our official predictions. And then by the first or second week of September, we will all be wrong. But that's the fun of the off season in college football. And for Tennessee fans, this off season will probably be a little more enjoyable than the last couple of years have been because of just where Tennessee football has been. After the 2016 season, Tennessee was experiencing disappointment. After the 17 season, Bush Jones is fired. You have the mess of everything that occurred after that. Don't have to tell you what happened. And then you're just you're starting over, essentially, with Jeremy Pruitt coming in. And then last year, there was optimism, but still, Tennessee was coming off back-to-back losing seasons and expectations were going to be low. That's not really the case heading into 2020. Stuart Mandel from The Athletic put out his way too early top 25 on Tuesday, and Tennessee comes in at number 19. So Stewart has Tennessee as a top 20 team in the country. Here's what he wrote about the Vols. Quote, the Vols ended the season on a six-game winning streak with their young defense finishing in the top 25 nationally in yards per play. The entire D-line, freshman linebacker Henry Toto, and cornerback Bryce Thompson lead a host of returning starters. We'll see if the never-ending quarterback derby between Jarrett Garantano and Brian Maurer finally resolves itself. The offensive line could improve considerably with guard Trey Smith returning. And obviously there's not enough space to put in everything because Cade Mays could factor into that conversation on the offensive line. And also the quarterback battle will at least include Harrison Bailey. Will he be the starter right away? I don't know. I talked about that position a little bit on Tuesday. You'll have coming back, though, Garantano and Brian Maurer, the two guys who really battled for the starting position as the season went along. So Stewart looks at Tennessee up front, which is, I think, where a lot of the optimism is going to be this year, and says, hey, if the defense, which clearly improved under Jeremy Pruitt, can take a step forward and be even better because of everybody that's coming back up front, you'll be more experienced on the back end as well with Bryce Thompson, Elante Taylor 
coming back. You have to replace Nigel Warrior. He's a playmaker, and that hurts. You have to replace Daniel Batuli, kind of the leader of that defense. But that's where Henry Toto comes in. His experience gained as a freshman will be so valuable as he gets ready to help lead Tennessee's defense this upcoming year. And then let's see who else steps up. Quavaris Crouch, some newcomers that will have an opportunity to make some plays for Tennessee. That's going to be a big factor as well. ESPN put out its way too early top 25, and the Vols are a little bit further back, but they still make the list. Mark Schlebaugh's list at ESPN.com has Tennessee coming in at number 25. He listed a lot of what Stewart wrote, but he did go on to also include Caden Mays. He mentioned early enrollee Harrison Bailey as a guy that will at least compete for that starting spot. So it shows Tennessee trending in a more positive direction. Now the next question would be, is this a little too much too soon for Tennessee? The Vols do have a schedule at the top that's really tough. Now it's more spread out, which I think is a good thing for Tennessee this upcoming season. You don't have the the Georgia game as early as you normally do. So in the month of September, Tennessee is going to play a couple of preseason top 10 teams, Oklahoma on the road and Florida at home. In October, Tennessee will get Alabama, which is going to be a preseason top three to five team in the country. And then November, Tennessee will go to Georgia. Two of those games are on the road, Oklahoma in non-conference and then Georgia. And then Florida and Alabama are both at home. The rest of the schedule is... I would say favorable considering you're talking about an SEC schedule for Tennessee. Getting Arkansas as your second Western division opponent is as favorable as a draw as you can really get if you're Tennessee. So I don't think it is. I think Tennessee's going to be a preseason top 25 team when the polls come out, assuming nothing drastic happens with Tennessee's football program. And I should knock on wood saying that, I know, because you're a Tennessee fan probably. You've seen what can happen during an offseason. But realistically, the roster is in a good place, even though you have to replace a bunch of key players from this past year's team. But young players are going to develop. And the success that Tennessee found at the end of the season should carry over in some way. And I know it wasn't the toughest of competition, but winning six straight games against anybody, especially five of those being against Power 5 teams, that's not easy. In fact, Tennessee comes back with one of the longest winning streaks in college football. Clemson's was snapped the other night. You have LSU, which is 15-0 to close out the season. You have Tennessee winning six straight games to close everything out. So, uh, yeah, it wasn't against the toughest of competition, but look around the country. Who else has a six-game winning streak to brag about heading into 2020? And Tennessee knows, Jeremy Pruitt knows, that the Vols will have to be better because I still think there are some wondering, okay, Was that really representative of how good Tennessee will be next year? Because what if Tennessee doesn't get a stop at the end of the game against Kentucky? Well, you don't have that six-game winning streak, most likely. What if Missouri makes one more play and beats you there? And, of course, Tennessee could have lost the Gator Bowl. So a few of those games could have gone the other way. Still, Tennessee found a way to win those games, and that means something. And now you just wait to see who steps up in the leadership roles. And if Tennessee is really ready for the stage, we'll we'll get a a good idea. If Tennessee goes to Oklahoma and loses, but plays a competitive game and has a shot in the fourth quarter to win, that's a sign of progress. Because this past season, Tennessee was blown out at Florida. Tennessee was blown out by Georgia. Tennessee was competitive with Alabama, especially after Tua went out, but in the end still lost by 22 points. If Tennessee is in in the game in the fourth quarter against Oklahoma, that could be a good sign that Tennessee has taken a step forward, and then you'll have 
a big buildup to that Florida game. So Stuart Mandel with The Athletic, ESPN's Mark Schlebaugh, both have Tennessee in the way too early top 25s for this upcoming season. I saw Bill Bender's list the other day for Sporting News did not have Tennessee in the top 25. So you're not going to see Tennessee on every list, but the Vols are starting to get a little bit of attention. And the fact that Stewart has Tennessee in the top 20 says the hype might really start to take off over the next few months for Tennessee. Something to pay attention to. As I think fans are already on board, it looks like people around the country might be as well. Coming up next on Locked on Vols, Tennessee received the news it's been waiting on. Uros Plavsic received the news that he's been waiting on. He's cleared to play for the Vols. We'll talk about that coming up next right here on Locked on Vols, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked on College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Tennessee received good news on Tuesday. Uros Plavsic is cleared to play. He can play right away. And Tennessee, of course, was thrilled. You've maybe seen the video where the team has the announcement and and they all rush to grab and and celebrate Plavsic because they're just – you've seen the free Uros movement, which has been out there from fans, players, uh, people associated with UT. Philip Fulmer put out this statement on Tuesday after the news was announced, quote, we appreciate the committee's work as this process ran its course. We're thrilled that Urosh will receive his opportunity to compete and that he no longer stands to lose a year of his eligibility. Our compliance staff put a great deal of work and persistence into achieving this outcome. This is the right decision. And remember with Urosh, he had already redshirted a year ago, so this year was just going to be gone. He would come back next year as a redshirt sophomore. I don't know exactly what Urosh will be able to do right away, but he's going to play. I'm I'm sure he's going to be in this Georgia game. And next segment, I'm going to get to the Georgia game and and tell you more about the Bulldogs, the team that Tennessee's going to face. But uh, Urosh can make an impact on a Tennessee basketball team that doesn't have a lot of numbers. Uh, I mean, I I think on Tuesday's show, we had Rick Barnes talking about this is who we have. So this news came down, and it does change uh, what Tennessee's roster is. It it adds size. Listen to what Mark Pankratz said, former Tennessee staff member, who is on the Sports Source on Sundays and on Tuesdays spends an hour with Sports Talk with John and Jimmy on the Sports Animal. And he talked about all that Urosh can add to Tennessee's basketball team now being cleared to play and available to play in tonight's game against Georgia. First and foremost, it's depth. I think, you know, we always got to be mindful of the uh, the backup quarterback uh, worry. You know, uh, sometimes a guy is or portrayed as a savior uh, before he gets out there, just because uh, the other guys aren't performing at a certain level, and so, but his height is uh, extremely important. Uh, the depth, the fact that you know, there's going to be times where Fulkerson can now, who's had a really good year, can now uh, compete against guys more in his size and strength, and let Euros be a guy that can uh, alleviate uh, the the burden of taking on the other team's biggest and strongest guy. Uh, maybe that moves Pons more to a to a three, and and Pons the ability to guard a guard. Now you can put if Bowden's not performing well, 
you know, it just gives you uh, more options. Um, I mean, in the last two weeks, you've now added basically two starters, and it adds definitely intrigue to the season, uh, an opportunity of more hope for uh, the NCAA tournament uh, chances. And, uh, you know, hopefully he's done a good job of staying mentally uh, and physically prepared uh, because it's not, you know, it's not eligible in a month. It's eligible today. Uh, so he could be out there tomorrow versus Georgia and, and potentially have an impact on that ball game. And again, I'll get to the Georgia game coming up in just a moment, but expect to see Urosh out there. And Georgia does have some size, so Urosh can help there. He can help with uh, just taking pressure off John Fulkerson around the basket. Uh, he's another body to use if a, in a game Fulkerson or somebody else, Eve Pons, Komwa are in, tr- in foul trouble or just not playing well. And you need Urosh to be able to go out there. He is a legitimate seven-footer. He provides some protection around the rim. And he's a guy that Tennessee was planning to count on. Rick Barnes was saying in the offseason, we're going to need Blafsich to be able to help us. Now Tennessee has him. And he does join the team in the middle of the season on the floor in games. But he's been practicing with the team. So it's not like he's a new arrival like Santiago Vescovi. He's a guy that should be able to fit in very quickly and what a season it's been where you have Lamonte Turner go down with the injury which is really disappointing but you do have Vescovi come in and provide the immediate impact that he has been able to now you have Urosh who has you know, really almost become a fan favorite while not being able to play he's now available and I don't know what the expectation should be for this team I don't know what the ceiling is for this team I don't know how good it can be but the NCAA tournament is very much in play. If Tennessee can get a win tonight, if Tennessee can go 2-0 and and get to 4-1, and and now it's a team with more depth, it just has more players, it's a, it's a better basketball team personnel-wise, in a league where you can get wins, you can still win maybe in some games, there are plenty of reasons to believe that Tennessee can make a run at the tournament. And, and George is a team that thinks it can get in, so that's going to add to the importance of this game tonight. But uh, the good news continues to come in for Tennessee. I, I see it all over the place. Tennessee fans saying, what are we supposed to think with all these good things happening from Tennessee football getting the comeback win in the Gator Bowl, Cade Mays transferring in, Trey Smith coming back to Tennessee. You have this news with Uros Plavšić, also uh, Vescovi. I mean, he's a, he's a part of the recent run of basketball success. It's maybe a bit much for Tennessee fans to handle, but I would also say enjoy it. So big game tonight against Georgia. I'm going to get to that coming up next. You'll hear from Ron Slay. You'll hear from Rick Barnes talking about Georgia, which has a really talented player. Anthony Edwards, one of the best players in the country, potential number one draft pick. Uh, We'll talk about him coming up and what Tennessee needs to do. Also, Jordan Bowden, how he performs tonight will be important but you should see Uros Plavsic out there Tennessee center is now available cleared by the NCAA I'll come back with more on Tennessee versus Georgia in basketball right here on Locked on Vols part of the Locked on Podcast Network Tennessee's basketball team will be on the road Wednesday night taking on Georgia it's going to be a 7-5 tip-off you can find the game on ESPNU Georgia is a team that I think is going to improve as the season goes along it's year two for head coach Tom Crean, and he has a better squad than he did a year ago. Going to Athens has not been easy for Tennessee's basketball team over the years, even when Tennessee's been really good. Uh, a couple of years ago, Tennessee had a team that was on its way to winning the SEC championship, splitting the regular season title with Auburn. 
still lost on the road against a Georgia team that was going to fire its head coach a few weeks later. It's just not easy. Now this is a Georgia team that appears to probably be feeling a little bit better about itself. It's coming off two straight losses, but those losses were against Kentucky and Auburn, probably the top two teams in the SEC. Before that, Georgia went to Memphis and beat the Tigers, the same Memphis team that beat Tennessee and Knoxville several weeks ago. And that part of that is just, you know, you have the ups and downs of college basketball, but Tennessee needs to be ready for this Georgia team that is probably looking at this game saying, if we can beat the Vols, we can start to make a move within the SEC standings because we're probably going to battle them for an NCAA tournament spot if we're going to try to get in. Tennessee can say the same thing. If we lose to Georgia, well, we might have lost a little positioning in trying to get to the NCAA tournament. I saw Eamon Brennan from The Athletic put out his bubble watch, and he has Georgia and Tennessee both in the category of, yeah, they have some work to do. Right now, they're probably not NCAA tournament teams, and I'm sure that's right, but it shows that Tennessee's still on the radar, and Brennan actually noted that when Lamonte Turner went down for the season, he thought Tennessee was probably toast at that point. But Tennessee has responded, and the arrival of Santiago Vescovi has helped because if, if Tennessee didn't have him, they wouldn't have won at Missouri or against South Carolina, I don't think. I mean, it, Tennessee could be in a dreadful spot if Vescovi had not arrived, and he's still probably going to have his ups and downs this season. But with Turner being out and not coming back, the Vols just had to have him. So him arriving at the midterm was just huge for Tennessee. So now the Vols get ready for Georgia which is a quality basketball team and is looking at this one as an important one and is also led by one of the most talented players in the country. Anthony Edwards, he's one of the top players in the SEC, a true freshman guard, 6'5", 220, 225, who could be the number one pick in the upcoming NBA draft. That's how good he is. And Rick Barnes talked about Georgia, what stands out about what they do as a team, and then he'll talk about trying to defend Anthony Edwards. Here's Tennessee's basketball coach talking about tonight's opponent, Georgia. They uh, get out in transition, uh, score in transition. They they really drive the ball hard. I think they're, what, the th- second, third, fourth best offensive team in the league in terms of the numbers they put up. They're multiple in the fact that they – when you can run like they run and drive like they drive, uh, our defense is going to have to be good. It's going to have to be good not only one-on-one because they, 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 they drive it, and they drive it hard. And then we're going to have to help each other. We're going to have to rebound. We've got to continue to rebound better. And then defensively, uh, you know, we expect them to do a lot of switching and those type things. And I don't think we have one guy that can guard Edwards. I don't think that. And we're going to have to have a – I mean, I don't know if anybody does when he's on. He's he's as tough a player to play as there is in the country. And so we're going to have to make sure that as a team that we're locked in and we've got to get back and just can't let them get, get in the open floor against us because they're really lethal when they do that. Rick Barnes talking about Georgia's basketball team. Edwards averages just under 19 points per game. He's one of two starters averaging double figures. You also have Rayshon Hammonds. He's a 6'9", 235-pound forward, averaging 13.5, as well as 8.7 rebounds per game. They have a 6'8 and a 6'9 guy in the starting lineup. Their starting point guard, 5'10", so not a lot of size there. He's a freshman from Houston, averaging 8.5 points per game. So Edwards is where the conversation begins. Big-time score, has good size, and you might wonder about the matchup, Josiah Jordan-James. You see him. He's a 6'6 wing, guarding Anthony Edwards at times. Uh, Eve Pons is probably somebody that Tennessee needs to count on as well. And as Rick Barnes is talking about there, 
you count on multiple players. This is what Ron Slay said when he joined us on Sports 180. Quick plug, he joins us every Tuesday from 1 until 2 o'clock, so don't miss the Slay ride. You can always go back and listen to the show when we talk to Ron on our uh, WNML app or on our website, 991thesportsanimal.com. And Ron does a great job not just keeping up with what's going on with Tennessee, but watching basketball around the league. And this is what Ron said about what Tennessee might need to do, what stands out about the Vols' next opponent, Georgia, on the road. They have been in a lot of games. They are explosive. Um, you got to keep Anthony Edwards on the wraps. Keep him on the wraps. you got a great chance in winning. Um, but, you know, a Tom Crean coach team, will they will be ready towards the end of the um, SEC season. I do have them as a sleeper going into the SEC tournament. I think they're going to make some noise and upset one or two people. But just by the style that they play, and um, when you have a guy like Anthony Edwards that can get hot at any given time, he he will make a difference. So he's the number one player to pay attention to. I think we all agree on that. And uh, I would also agree George is a team to pay attention to as the season goes along. Right now, if you look at the Ken Palm ranking, Tennessee is number 52, and Georgia comes in at number 78. So Georgia is far from a team that should scare anybody. But going to George is not easy, as I mentioned earlier, and it's a team that I do think is on the rise. Both teams have the same record, 10-5 and five going into the game. So I think it's really important. And then to bring the conversation back to Tennessee, one obvious question will be, how does the team shoot and how does Jordan Bowden shoot the basketball? He is coming off a 1-for-17 shooting performance, 1-of-12 behind the three-point line. I've talked about him over the last couple of shows, so it's an obvious one. But he needs to keep shooting. And Ron did credit Jordan for the way that he's continued to play defense. And Rick Barnes talked about that. And it's not just how he shoots the basketball. But obviously, that's part of it. In the past game against South Carolina, Bowden, Eve Pons, and Jalen Johnson combined to shoot one for 29. I can't imagine if Tennessee shoots anything close to that on the road against Georgia that it's going to win the game or maybe have a chance to win if Tennessee shoots something like that the Vols could lose badly unless the defense is just terrific and credit to Tennessee's basketball players they have played better defense I think recently and playing South Carolina can help you play better defense but they better be locked in against Georgia and what Anthony Edwards is able to do turnovers continue to be a struggle for Tennessee the Vols had 21 turnovers against Missouri 19 turnovers against South Carolina 20 turnovers a game should get you beat, but somehow Tennessee was able to win both games, putting up 20 turnovers per. So uh, that's something that Tennessee needs to clean up as well. Santiago Viscovi has really struggled to take care of the basketball, but he's also made plays for Tennessee. And his awareness, his playmaking ability, the ability to hit shots from the outside, uh, also get to the free throw line, knock shots down from the stripe, the good to me easily outweighs the bad with Viscovi and as time goes along I think he's really going to jump up as a big time player for Tennessee he's already one of Tennessee's most important players and he's been with the team for two or three weeks so we'll see what Santiago Viscovi is able to do in this game he's just going to be an important player for Tennessee every night if Tennessee beats Georgia the Vols would be 11 and 5 3 and 1 in SEC play with tougher games to go if Tennessee loses the game not the end of the world teams are going to lose on the road but you need to go beat Vanderbilt later this week. And also, you want to build on this positive momentum that you have with the Urosh news with him being eligible. So can Tennessee keep it going? That's something to pay attention to tonight, 7.05 on ESPNU for Tennessee and Georgia. And I'll be back tomorrow on the show 
to talk about the game, uh, what will have happened, and uh, continue to talk Tennessee football as uh, it's not really big news because it was expected, but Jarrett Garantano did post on social media a graphic with uh, a little caption that said, unfinished business and senior year. He's coming back to Tennessee. That was the expectation. But yeah, even on Tuesday, I think there was some talk of, could Tennessee go after De'Eric King? And that would be surprising, I guess, with Jarrett making it official that he's coming back to Tennessee. So uh, I'll, I'll talk Tennessee football tomorrow on the show. Of course, there's a lot to cover this offseason, and we'll have plenty of time to talk about Tennessee's quarterback position for 2020. So I'll get to that on tomorrow's show and Tennessee basketball, the Vols game against Georgia tonight. All of that tomorrow on Locked on Vols. Thanks to everybody for helping spread the word about the show. Thanks for rating and reviewing and continue to subscribe and download all that stuff that I ask you to do all the time. Thanks to everybody who has helped. I'll see you again tomorrow right here on Locked on Vols.